You're listening to the Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of the Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I'm super eager and excited to chat with Aaron McLean. Aaron is the Chief Marketing Officer at Stuzo. You might remember that company. We had Gunther, the CEO, on a couple of uh, episodes ago. They are the leading loyalty platform provider. And I want to welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. So for those who don't really know about you or Stuzo or, you know, give us a little bit of your background personally and how you got to where you're at today. Sure, sure. So uh, high level on Stuzo, we offer software products and services, like you said, that power loyalty and payments programs. Uh, Our mission over here at Stuzo is to help everyday spend retailers like convenience and fuel, dollar, grocery, QSR, to to use huge amounts of data in real time to drive more visits, more gallons, and bigger baskets, which helps them get a greater share of their customer wallets and increase customer lifetime value. Uh, I've been here at Stuzo for seven exciting years, and uh, I've been a technology entrepreneur for the past 15 years. On a personal note, I've always been fascinated by human behavior. Uh, I've, I've wondered what makes people loyal? That is, loyal to one another, loyal to the issues they care about, loyal to the places they shop or the brands that they prefer, loyal to the companies that they work for, and so on. So for me, it's, I guess, fitting and kind of cool that I ended up working at uh, one of the industry's leading loyalty technology companies, right? Nice. That's good. So um, let me ask you this. I usually start off every program with asking you, Aaron, personally, aside from the business, what makes you loyal to a brand? What, what, what are some brands that you're loyal to? But first of all, what does loyalty mean to you personally? Personally, loyalty is all about an emotional connection that transcends all of the typical transactional interactions. Um, loyalty is that kind of intrinsic thing. that You can't pin it on any one particular thing. It's the culmination of many things that all add up to creating a really unique and amazing emotional connection between one person and another person or a brand um, that kind of lasts and can stand the test of time. So as an example, what would be a brand that you would be personally loyal to and why? Like, if you could tell in, in the form of a story, our customers, I mean, our listeners love that. Yeah, you know, Rob, admittedly, um, I'm a Wawa fanatic. You know, I, I love their soft pretzels and their breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> and I love how their store associates are like friendly and approachable. And their stores are always clean and well lit and they look inviting. And they always have like lots of fuel pumps out front. So I'm never waiting around to fill up, you know, if it's a busy weekend. I also love that I can order what I want from Wawa's app and then just like walk in, grab it and get out really fast, right? And like we talked about a moment ago, there's so many little things to love about Wawa. And for me, they're all reinforcing. It's not just the one thing that makes me loyal to Wawa. It's the entirety of that end-to-end experience. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm a Wawa fan. What can I say? Yeah, there's a couple of them here. I'm in South Florida and there's a couple of them here. And I've been in two of them, and they do seem to have their stuff together. You know, they're, they're beyond the normal, you know, regular convenience store where you go into a mobile, it's a little quick, quick mark, and it's not a brand, you know, it's just their little store. But Wawa, I think, builds their brand around 
quality, convenience, and customer service and stuff. But, but in all honesty, I've never eaten anything there. <laughs> I'm just not a I'm not a, a, a convenience store type of eater. I'm not a snob. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just going in for gas and out. But uh, so let me ask you this then: from from a marketing standpoint, as a professional in the business, you're the chief marketing officer for Suzo. What are some of the pain points that you have when it comes to creating and maintaining customer loyalty for Stuzo itself? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, there there are always challenges. A big one um, that that's come up recently, sort of top of mind for me. You know, it's activating frontline store associates. And from what we've seen, this is where loyalty programs can either spread like wildfire, right? Or frankly, meet their demise. So like, I'll give an example of what I mean, right? The technology that powers a loyalty program has to be simple, fast, and reliable. So imagine you've got a store associated at a cash register, but maybe they're at Wawa, for example, and she has 10 customers queued up in line waiting to pay for stuff and then get back to their lunch break, right? Well, if that associate asks a customer, hey, are you a member of our loyalty program? And then the following few seconds right after that are too hard or too slow or the technology just doesn't work, well, we all know the associate's not gonna be asking any of the following customers online. That's a fact, right? We've seen that type of situation drive engagement and participation rates down dramatically. Of course, on the flip side, imagine the associate asking a customer, you remember, customer punches in their phone number at the pin pad in three seconds and boom, it's done. No delays, all happens in an instant, works perfectly, the associate's happy, the customer's happy, and then the associate continues to ask every person down the line just as they've been trained to do. And when that happens, we've seen engagement and participation skyrocket. Mm. So when you say that, that brings to mind CBS for me. So CVS has their, um, I don't even know what it's called, unfortunately, but it works all the time. I don't need to know what it's called. It's called extra cash or whatever it is. But every time I go in, the woman will ask me, do you have a extra care card? I think that's what it's called. And I'll say, yeah, just put your phone number in and you get you know $5 back on your whole purchase without having to think about it. But you're right, though, because I, I was thinking when you were telling that story, for the other nine people behind them on that line, and I've been there, where you know someone's asking them to sign up for the, the, the loyalty program as a good frontline employee should, they're like, oh, my God, I just want to get back to the office and get my stuff done, right, whatever. But if it is quick, seamless, maybe a QR code or just the initial capture of a unique identifier, like a phone number, is really all you need. And then you could follow up with the text and say, you know, here's how you fill out the rest of the information to get your future rewards from our program. But yeah, I think you're spot on. It needs to be throughout the organization. Uh, loyalty needs to permeate everywhere. You know, I, I tell a story about brand, um, loving a brand. One of my favorite brands in the world is American Express. And, you know, I, I don't want to belabor this issue for everyone, my, my loyal listeners that listen every single time, but there was a story that I wanted to share with you if you don't mind, right? That so I had I had my pool opened in New York back in the day, and uh, the guy charged he want he wanted to charge thirteen hundred dollars to open my pool, and I'm like that seems like a lot, but okay. We had a huge swimming pool, so okay, that's fine. He comes to do it, opens it, takes the cover off, puts the diving board on and the slide and everything like that, but it leaves and it's pea green, and I'm going, 
there's no way I'm paying you $1,300 for this, right? So we got into a big brouhaha back and forth. I said, listen, I'll give you $300 for taking the cover off and putting the pool, you know, the, the diving board on. Because I'm, but I'm not paying you $1,300. So American Express got involved because I charged it back. I said, listen, there's no way I'm paying this. American Express ended up paying him because he was a good merchant and sending me flowers. Not that they needed the flowers, but they knew how much business I run through their card. So for them, it was like, All right, we're just going to eat it. But that's the kind of company that I'm loyal to that understands the value of a, of a client. Yeah, and they understand what it means to treat their customers incredibly well, um, to, to, to earn that loyalty, right? As we, we talk about this all the time, loyalty isn't a program, loyalty is not an input, loyalty is the outcome of really great engagement with the customer, showing the customer how much you, you care about them at every step uh, along their journey. Wow, Aaron, I like that. Loyalty is an outcome. I'm going to have to steal that one. That's, that's a it's good all line. It's all yours, though. <laughs> Trademark Stuzo. No, no, you can use it. Please do. <laughs> um, all right. So what about the flip side? I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not here to bash any brands uh, and whether you mention the brand or not, but are there any stories that you could think of where, you know, the lackluster performance on their side has driven you away from a, of a uh, you know, as a client or a customer to a brand? Well, I could kind of flip it around for you. So um, one of our customers was having really low engagement with their loyalty program um, before they made the switch to Stuzo. Um, so that this is, uh, maybe, maybe I'll just share a quick story that sure. will illustrate. So um, this is one of our customers, they're, they're called Cefco. They're a convenience and fuel operator. They've got hundreds of stores across uh, six states, I believe it is in, in the uh, Southern US. Um, so uh, prior to making the switch to Stuzo, um, they, they, were, they were having some struggles with their program. Then uh, now recently, they've announced that after making the switch to Stuzo, just 60 days after uh, relaunching their loyalty program with us, they announced that their number of active loyalty program members jumped by 243%. And their number of loyalty transactions jumped by 80% per day. So one of the keys to Sefco's success, and this goes back to challenges, right? What are, what are some challenges or areas where retailers could fail? Where Sefco had success, what I was talking about earlier, having technology that makes engagement with the program easy, fast, and dependable. Prior to, they didn't have that. Um, so for example, with our customers, um, this, I, I mentioned this a moment ago, they can enroll really easily at the pin pad at the fuel pump, at the pin pad, in the store, via SMS text message, all in a matter of a few seconds, just by typing in their phone number, right? And then engagement in the program once they're in there, say for identifying themselves when they're at the store, or looking up their points balance, checking available offers and so on, it's immediate, it's just as simple. It just starts with the phone number, right? So by helping customers like Sefco lower barriers to entry, acquire a greater share of their total addressable member opportunity, we're setting the basis for helping them acquire a greater share of their customer wallets, which of course leads to increased customer lifetime value. Nice. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. Again, we talk about simplicity. The technology is there today. I mean, it's not the old style punch cards, right? So you need to leverage the technology. And I think that unique identifier of a phone number is the first step in that. 
So from an internal standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have worked with tons of companies. And then, again, don't want to talk about failures, but our listeners are in the same space that you're in and thinking, okay, what can I do to improve my business from a loyalty standpoint? But sometimes they're just entrenched in their old way of thinking. And I want to find out from you if you've had any experience with some people, again, don't need to mention names, but that just didn't get it where innovation is a curse word. Yeah, you know, you, you do encounter that from time to time. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll share a, a story with you that sort of illustrates um, the, the importance of innovation and, um, and putting a focus on it. So, you know, it, Rob, for us at Stuzo, innovation is at the heart of, of all decision we're constantly striving to find new ways of helping retailers get to know their customers, activate their customers, and turn their data into dollars at scale. And doing so in novel, different ways. Right? For us, it's not about having a laundry list of me-too features that our competitors might be offering or chasing after shiny objects that the marketplace thinks are really cool, right? Rather, our approach is to use data and customer insights to identify unique ways of creating value with an outsized return on investment to our retail partners. And that approach, we found, keeps us focused on innovation, on new products, new features, and new methodologies that are going to drive meaningful business outcomes at scale. Right. The, the flip side of that, if you're on, if you're chasing the shiny new object, right, you could be falling into the trap of chasing after something that might look cool or get you good press, but doesn't actually drive meaningful business outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So so in, in essence, what, what I guess what you're saying in that respect is that it's not just the cool things. It's the things that are going to drive numbers, obviously, that that resonates with every single CFO in the place saying, you know, just, just show me the, show me the money <laughs> to coin a phrase. So let me ask you this, what sort of um, future do you see? What does the future look like to you in loyalty? If you had to, you know, put your future hat on Aaron, and see in 10 years from now, what does it look like? Yeah, sure. So, you know, since we, since we like stories and, um, I went down the path of I'm a Wawa fanboy. Let's we'll, we'll stick with them, right? So, okay, Rob. So imagine this is a customer experience. Wawa knows that I love their egg and biscuit breakfast sandwich because I buy it all the time, right? They know that, right? So here's the setup, right? Imagine I'm in my car, I'm on the way to a morning meeting, and Wawa sends me a text message that asks me if I'd like to buy an egg and biscuit breakfast sandwich. All I have to do is respond yes to the text message. And it'll be paid for in advance with the payment method on file they have for me in my digital wallet, which happens to be Venmo, right? So I respond, I say, yes, that's awesome. Moments later, I get another text message with a link to directions to their store. So I tap on that link. It reroutes my Google Maps through Android Auto to make a pit stop at Wawa. It's like, man, that was convenient, right? So then like a few minutes later, I pull in, I stop at the fuel pumps outside, I'm filling up. And the technology at the fuel pumps recognizes my car. They see it pulling in and they see which pump I stop at. And before I even get out of my car, I get another text message asking me to reply yes to turn on pump number one. Well, uh, that's cool. So of course I respond yes. And by the time I get around to the pump, 
it's already on. Now, since Wawa knew I was coming and they knew I'd be headed into the store to pick up my egg sandwich, they wanted to see if they could get me to make more incremental purchases, right? So I'm standing at the pump and they text me a buy one, get one free offer for their iced coffee drinks. Right? Now, why iced coffee, right? Well, Wawa knows I like iced tea since I've bought it before from them. And they wanted to see if they could get me to demonstrate purchase behavior from a different category of product, right? Well, it works. So I grab, I walk into the store, I grab a couple iced coffee drinks. Now I drop them down on a frictionless self-checkout that identifies me, scans my bottles of iced coffee, and automatically charges my Venmo. And of course, one of the two bottles was free because I got an offer from Wawa in real time while I was already at the store, right? Good for them. They just got more of my beverage wallet, right? So I grab my breakfast sandwich, which was already waiting for me, of course, with my name on it, and I walk out the door. So that entire journey, right? Wawa demonstrates that they care about me. They use my data to personalize my experience, and they want my experience to be fast, simple, convenient, and reliable. And because they get all that right, they command a greater share of my fuel wallet, of my food wallet, my beverage wallet, compared with any other retailer. So that to me is an ideal future state, right? But Rob, like you said a few minutes ago, the reality is much of this can be done with the technology we have today. Yeah. Wow. I got to be honest with you, Aaron. That's, uh, that's some answer. I mean, I've heard some, some cool futuristic things. I mean, did the car drive there by itself? First of all, number one. And number two, it's going to be an EV at some point, right? Combustion engines and automobiles are going to go out, out the window, I think, at some point. I don't know. But if you've ever driven a Tesla, you see how fast these things are on the speed freak. So that, uh, that's another reason. But nonetheless, I, I get what you're saying, and I totally concur in that as long as it's not too creepy, you know, like where you see the retargeting ads, right? Uh, and, and you're like... It's, it's kind of annoying when you go to buy something and then you see it next time. But I think, like you said, though, if they recognize that you do like those things, and the casino industries were probably the best at doing that in the first place. You know, they they started recognizing customers and loyalty with their, uh, you know, extra cards that you stick into the slot machine. They know what kind of games you play and you get rated and all that stuff. But yeah, that that ex explanation that you just gave was was spot on. I think. Uh, that's what the future does look like. So let me ask you this, all right? Before the future gets here, what sort of actionable advice could you give our listeners today that they can implement so they could have started attracting and retaining more customers without Scusa? Let's just <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. So the general best practice, uh, like we've met, we've talked about a minute ago, was make enrollment fast and simple and make it available across channels. We know that this increases member acquisition. We've proven it. And then you got to make program participation as easy as possible. Like you said in the example where you go into CVS and you punch in your number and then everything with the extra care program just happens. It's all seamless. Right. Enabling right. members to engage, like you said, with just their phone number and engage like via SMS, maybe a lightweight progressive web app that loads like instantaneously. We've also proven that that increases member participation and retention. And of course, you need to personalize the member experience because that's going to drive a greater share of customer wallets and increase your customer lifetime value. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, listen, I'm, we can talk about technology and we can talk about, uh, you know, brand loyalty, customer loyalty forever. This is what really floats my boat. Um, but, you know, again, we usually try and wrap it up in 20, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, that's the right uh, time listening of the average consumer because there's got too many other things going on in their mind. But great stuff, Aaron. I want to appreciate, uh, I appreciate you coming on. If listeners want to get a hold of you for more information, what's the best way they could do that? Sure thing. Well, uh, first, some quickly, some exciting news to share. Uh, we recently announced that we're offering a performance guarantee for retailers that make the switch to Stuzo for their loyalty and payments programs. Um, this guarantee is empowered by what we call our wallet steering system. And we are so incredibly confident in our ability to perform. We're putting our money where our mouth is and guaranteeing performance contractually. As far as we've seen, we are the only technology supplier in our space that's offering this type of money back guarantee. So uh, if our listeners would like to learn more, please visit us at stuzo.com. That's S-T-U-Z-O.com or drop us an email at hello at stuzo.com. Nice. Very good. All right. Great. Well, listen, I want to thank you for participating and taking your time and your busy day to, uh, to chat with our listeners. And for those more listeners out there, thank you for investing some of your valuable time with us. If you feel you received value from the show, we'd appreciate a five-star review on your favorite podcast streaming service. If you know someone else who might receive value from listening to this podcast, please do share. This is how we grow. To reference this and other Loyalty Minute episodes, please visit theloyaltyminute.com. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.